0: Hey everyone, this is John. And
1: this is Wise.
0: And this is The Nintendo Show, the best day Nintendo podcast on the internet. Just me and Wes this week. It's the original crew, the Ryan.
1: Way God intended it.
0: Indeed. Uh, Ryan is not here. Uh, he's in Cincinnati. I was going to make something up real quick, but it would take too much explanation. We have enough to get into without <laughs> <laughs> making up stories about Ryan. Just
1: said before we start recording, <laughs> you think you had something. <laughs> I, I did.
0: And I, I, you know, I did think That I had something I was gonna like mention something about him like collecting his five million dollars from Mike Lindell, the My Pillow Guy, but then i we'll not have to like get into all this backstory about politics <laughs> that is just not interesting. So let's move on.
1: You made a plan and immediately derailed, from I the did, planet. I just completely I, abandoned it. And, like
0: and, and, I was, and I was, I'm trying to move on here, and <laughs> you're not letting me.
1: No, I'm not letting you go back. <laughs> all right, all right, <laughs> let's go, let's go. We got a lot to do.
0: Um. So uh, this is going to be the official show for the month of February 2024. So we got some news and new releases to talk about. And then we'll we'll uh, peek forward into March to see what games are coming out then. And there's that Nintendo Direct, the Partner Direct, that was yesterday, a time of recording here. Yes. That we both have seen. So yes. we'll get into that, kind of incorporate that with the news and new announcements and stuff. But let's just jump into it. I have a couple of things. We've we'll got some headlines to time capsule this podcast here. You ready, Do Wes?
1: I'm, I am more than ready.
0: So the former president of this country now owes half a billion dollars for being a fraud and a sex pest. Microsoft will continue to make Xboxes for some reason um, and even has a few <laughs> games coming to Switch that, oh. um, that we'll talk about because they were at this direct.
1: Oh, okay, it's on the Direct. Yeah. Games? Okay.
0: There are more episodes of Pokemon Concierge in production, which is great. That's a great show.
1: I need to watch that. I haven't done that yet. And of course... I mean, short, you know.
0: And of course, the big headline for this month is the Partner Direct. Um, any particular headline that you feel like we should get into or should we just plow forward here?
1: Like what particular thing with the Direct? Because the Direct is just games.
0: No, with, uh, with just... Uh, our little time capsule. There was like, I did want to talk a little bit about the Microsoft thing because there was like a yeah. lot of much ado about nothing before they had their little uh, video. They called it a podcast thing where little video. Yeah. Their, their little, little video where they said like, no, we're not going third party. We're going to make Xboxes. Uh, but they did also say they're going to like look at like games, on, like a case by case basis, essentially about like what they're going to bring to, other platforms there was a lot of like speculation around the internet where like okay well they're not going to make xboxes anymore and they're going to like put their games onto playstation and this and that and you know it turned out not to be the case but we can dream
1: <laughs> i'm just excited because i may get my elder scroll game mm. on ps5 now it's possible and uh, I will laugh maniacally at you because you kept telling me, <laughs> "No, no, no." <laughs> I mean,
0: there's there's a little bit over the past few weeks when you know before Microsoft made their official statement, where I was like, "Hey, you know, wouldn't it be fun if they went third party?" Because that'd just be really fucking funny. Uh, but you know, they've spent you know, 90000000000 dollars on acquisitions of game studios. Like, could you imagine being? like the, the executive at Microsoft who's having meetings with you know the the Xbox managers and executives being like how much money have we spent on making on buying game studios and now you're going to put those games on other platforms like If I were a Microsoft executive, I'd be pissed. Like, Why did we spend all this money if you are just going to put them somewhere else? What did we buy here? And of course, what you're buying with all these acquisitions is exclusivity. So I'm still, you know, despite the waffling that I've been doing over the past few weeks, I'm still sticking to like, hey, they bought these studios to have these games on their platform. They're not going to share.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I, I got nothing to say with it, really. Uh, It's, I don't know. But I, we'll I see. Just want my I just, I don't want to have to buy an Xbox for my Elder Scrolls mm. and my other Bethesda games. But at the same time, Bethesda's making games so slowly. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Maybe they just won't make games anymore. I don't. I mean, <laughs>
0: that was the thing with Microsoft for like this entire generation so far is they've bought all these studios, but the uh, per, the, the production, the output has been very, very slow. And yeah, Echo wants to. Yeah, There's the, a cat
1: behind you. I was way thrown off in the yeah. in the camera here. I it's like, a podcast. There's moving behind him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and now the dogs trying to join the podcast couch. <laughs> um, but yeah. So let's uh, let's do the direct. And we'll, we'll go through kind of game by game here.
1: I have it queued up and muted, <laughs> so it doesn't bug me.
0: I a, a lot of these we'll probably just like roll through real quick, because it like it wasn't a particularly great Direct, but I thought it was fine. A lot of the things that I'm excited about were stuff we already knew about. So Okay, all right. Uh, what do you,
1: all right, so the first one was Grounded.
0: Yeah, they opened up with Grounded, which is one of those Xbox games that they're bringing over. I don't know if... Um, I, I'm not sure, exactly sure who developed this one, but it is published by Xbox Games. Uh, April sixteenth. Uh, my buddy Sam. I was talking with him earlier today. He really liked this one when he played it. But he's really into like those sort of survival games.
1: Oh, is it already on Xbox and everything? This is an old yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This okay. is a game. I'm
0: not sure when it came out. To think with like uh, within the past two years, I think is when it came oh, okay. out. But it is it's like uh, a survival game you're building your your base in this backyard you've been shrunk down like that old movie honey I shrunk the kids mm. and uh, my buddy Sam was telling me like it's not like a, a procedurally generated thing like there's like when you when you play the game start to finish like you're in this backyard and you can like go around and make different bases and stuff and fight off bugs. Uh, he he said he made a base like around a big tree, and he was able to like build a base vertically, like go up the tree, and then use like the the vertical base that he was at to build zip lines down to all the other these other different points in the yard so kind of set up a fast cool. set up a fast travel for himself, which is kind of nice.
1: Pretty cool. That's good thinking. Yeah,
0: he was making it sound kind of fun, but you know,
1: it's one of those games where it looks fun and it, it would be a good time, but it's not really unless i got like a couple of my friends are like guys we're doing grounded I- i'm not playing that on my own I'm not exactly playing. yeah it's yeah yeah it's, it it's looks one interesting that's... but you know it'd be cool like if um my buddy mitch and your brother jeff we used to play things like um god what was that zombie survival game where you're building bases it's
0: like
1: don't seven. starve no, not Don't Starve. We did play Don't Starve, but it's another one. It, it was a different one. It was like seven days to die or something like that. I forget what the hmm. thing's called. Okay. But those kind of games, it's that looks like a kind of a similar kind of premise as that one. But um,
0: yeah, yeah I think it's got to be like a cooperative experience to really get and a yeah, lot out of it. And you have friends
1: that really want to play it because that's not a game you just can't play one afternoon. Like you're like that's that's your game, and you guys are going into it.
0: Yeah, yeah, you can't like try to arrange a game session a couple times a month. You'll lose momentum.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, the next one that they showed is Ender Magnolia, which is out some point this year. It's a sequel to a game called Ender Lilies, which I think I wish listed.
1: I'm I just, excited for this.
0: Did you ever play Ender Lilies?
1: I did play Ender Lilies. I didn't get through it, but I did get far in it. Yeah. I was close to the end. I was close to the finish line, but I, I didn't get through. This game was... Ender Lilies was great. Um, It had a really dark kind of atmosphere to it. There was a lot of fun little exploration here and there. I didn't realize playing it um, after a while how much you really had to do explore, and there are some kind of games. It's like, you know, um, Hollow Knight and Metroid games and that kind of thing, where there's just different paths you go based on what kind of powers you unlock and stuff like that um, as you get through the game. But there's you collect different... In this one they call them homunculus I guess that's what they were in the first one you'll beat certain bosses and collect during homunculuses and they do all the attacks for you and you just have different ones equipped so some would do like fast attack with swords um, some would do projectiles some would require mana some will not and so you kind of build your own way you want to fight and do your own thing based on which ones you have equipped and level up so there's a lot of messing around and experimentation with the different kinds of attacks and stuff through the game. Um I really liked it. I thought it was a good game. It the thing that threw me off though with it is cuz I did play I do play a lot of uh I've played certain games like this with the side scrolling things or I'm not going to compare it to like a um like a dark souls kind of game but you know where a game where you make an attack you see your character move and you get committed and this one it's like a ghost attacking for you so it gets it was kind of weird for me to get used to that and like timing when to move and dodge and stuff with the attacks because they all have like different attack speeds and patterns and stuff so it's a it's a good game i i highly recommend under Lilies*. it's a fun game it's not terribly long um yeah it, it yeah I'm, I'm excited for this one. This one looks really cool.
0: Yeah, very cool. I think if I were going to play uh, this game, I'd want to play Ender Lilies oh, first. Oh, yeah, I would
1: recommend playing Lilies first. I definitely would. Because um, that's just, yeah. I, I don't know if it's going to be a tie-in uh, story-wise or anything like that. I mean, I never even got through Ender Lilies. Um, but, yeah, it, it was great.
0: Cool the next game was that arranger game that one's out sometime this summer this one really didn't do anything for me it's a neat little concept but eh whatever yeah same unicorn overlord is out on the 8th of march this is one we already knew about um there's a demo for this one and i'm currently playing through the demo i played for a little while today this is like this is a legit good game um I've never played Ogre Battle, but Ryan has described Ogre Battle many times in this podcast, and it seems to function a lot like Ogre Battle, where you are in this um, kind of like a battle arena where you have a little point that uh, you're you're going to defend. You don't want any enemies to reach there. Your enemy has a couple of, like, a, like maybe a little base or a couple of little bases and some... Enemy units that are moving toward you, and you want to you know, intercept them and take over their bases, and uh, pretty pretty much like, and it kind of works like a real time strategy game where you you have your individual characters, but then they're grouped together as a unit. And a lot of the fun of the game seems to be building a cohesive, balanced unit that's going to be okay, you're going to serve this function for me, whether it's you know absorbing a lot of damage. Or dealing a lot of damage, or uh, I just got like a ranged unit, and they function a little bit differently uh, as as a team. Um, but kind of like building this balanced army in order to most efficiently win these fights, and really like the the sort of planning and management is the bulk of the gameplay. Like any sort of like like a tactical RPG, you're going to have your characters that level up. So I assume there's going to be benefits to having like a well balanced. Uh, army, there's equipment that you can put on them, there are different uh, skills that passive and active that they will learn but once you get into the actual fights all you're really doing is commanding the teams, the units, to move around to different places When when the actual battle sequence initiates, it's all automated and you can get really granular with it like, hey, there's this healer and I want you to use the healing spell when uh, someone drops below this percentage of HP, a little bit like Final Fantasy uh, 12, but not nearly like as granular as as and that. And terrible. And and yeah, not nearly as uninteresting as that. Because like, they're the characters that I have so far are kind of locked to this class. Like, hey, you're a sword, uh, sword and shield unit. Uh, kind of like in, in Fire Emblem Turds. you're a mercenary, you're a general, you're a cavalier. Um. And there is, like, unit customization. I don't know how deep that's going to get, if, like, characters are going to, like, change jobs or anything. I'm not sure what the benefit would be to that at this point. Um, But uh, there's, like, a a thief character who's high evasion. You put him in the front row to, like, draw aggro, but have high evasion, so, like, they're just going to swing and miss. And when uh, when your units get into fights with enemy units, um, everyone basically gets one... Uh, offensive action and a defensive action is basically how it works. And then that the the fight ends. and it will determine who won and who lost based on, you know who who lost more HP. Sometimes you're just able to win the first time. But if like you win the fight and don't kill all the units, you still like enter a win state and the enemy unit will get stunned. And there'll be like a timer um, when you get back to the world map. For how long it'd be before they can move again? So you could just like stun an enemy and then move on to the next thing. But the big advantage is uh, when you stun an enemy unit and then attack them again, you guarantee you get first strike on the next fight. So you could like have your quick units uh, on one team. You can have quick your your quick characters on one team, go in there and uh, just stun enemies, and then have your slower, more powerful units come in and sweep up when they've been stunned to guarantee you get your first hits. So there seems to be a lot of really deep strategy that could potentially be going on here. Uh, and there's um interstitial phases to the game where you know once you've cleared a zone, you can then like go into the town so you can buy, you can go into a fort and use that to like upgrade your your troops and your your and change around your units who's on what team. Um, you can do some resource gathering, complete side quests in order to you know, get more money to keep on upgrading. There there's a lot uh, a lot happening here. It reminds me a little bit of that Diofield Chronicle game from a couple years back, but whereas that game was like pretty bare bones it had one idea and never really expanded on it, this seems to have a lot of depth to it. So I'm pretty excited to actually get to the full game. The demo is the start of the game. I'm not sure where it ends, but it will be like, uh, it'll be a situation where your save data will transfer over to the full game. So it's not like you're playing through a chunk of it and then having to start over or anything. It's like getting early access.
1: This game does look really good, but Mm -hmm. I'm I'm worried that I think it's going to be too meaty for me when it comes to like managing your different squads and keeping everybody leveled up and figuring out balancing and things like i think it's gonna be like too much so i'm saying they're like oh dear god i can't handle like i, I feel like i'm staring at spreadsheets like i, I just can't do this like
0: <laughs> yeah we'll see that's what i'm well, worried about with this but it we'll see.
1: does look good i am interested in this one
0: i don't have um the ability yet to just kind of recruit rando units everyone that i've Come across in the game that I've added to my army has been like characters that have some sort of involvement in the story. If I were to make a guess, I would suspect that you can, as long as you have the money, you can like recruit randos onto your team, and it'll probably be like some benefit that to, to that to you know padding out the roster. But I would guess that you'd be able to play the game start to finish with just like the core cast. I don't think that they'd be in a situation where like okay, now I have to go and recruit someone to actually successfully make it to the next fight
1: because that that was the thing about fire emblem i love fire emblem games but when i'm in between missions i had to like manage all right you have this sword on you it's this week do i need to grab another sword let's grab that all right let's go to this character and do that like the like the 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 pre the homework i had to do in between missions to make sure i'm good to go to another one that was the least interesting part in fire emblem to me i was like i just want to go and chop ways head off. That's all I want to do.
0: You know where they, they nailed it, though? was in Path of Radiance and Radiant Dawn. It was so easy. Like, no, you're you're in your base. Assign your extra experience. If you need to re-equip, go do it. And then that was it. Yep. That was all you need to manage. Yep. When they, they started, like, doing base building and stuff like that, I was like, no, 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 cut, cut the fat. Just get to the...
1: I mean, I'm, I'm fine with that with three houses. Three houses mm. is really good. And I was fine in there. Um, but, well, yeah,
0: you three have houses... a lot of that down. Three Houses eventually get into the rhythm of, okay, I want to hit this spot, this spot, and this spot, uh, and talk to these characters um, and do these specific tasks rather than go and do everything. Mm. And then Three Houses also did get to the point, like once you get to the time skip, it was like, yeah, you're, you are no, know, you can still go to the school and do some of these things, but it's not nearly going to be as like y Yeah. Man, they,
1: they, they need to give us Path of Radiance and Radiant Dawn on Switch. Yep. Like they, God! They just need to give us a full remaster. Even I would love that. But even if it's just a port, I'm, I'm playing this sucker. The second, like, come on! You gave me Dokapon. Keep it coming. Keep yeah. it coming, Nintendo. You can do this. Path, Path of Radiance, Radiant Dawn. That's next. Just, Those are damn good games. Come on, they're fantastic. Why haven't you done this?
0: Uh, next up, they showed Monster Hunter Stories. It's a port of the 3DS game coming out in the summer. I was interested in the second one, but I don't think I would backtrack and play this one. I'd want the more modern one first.
1: Uh, it's worth the skip. Uh, they're they're really not that good games. Um, well, at least the one that I played the the other Monster Hunter stories because I did play through it. Um, but by the end of it, I was like, "Why am I still playing this?" It just got to a point where I was so far in it, and I saw the ending. I was like, "I might as well wrap this up." But it, it's 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 not a good game. I is I I would definitely not play this game again. And um, it's just... The combat never really evolved. Hmm. It it was just really the same thing over and over and over again. There wasn't a whole lot of... You could do different kinds of strategies and get different things going on with different monsters and everything. Um, But it was one of those things where... You couldn't get the really cool monsters or the really strong versions of them until after you beat the story. And so you're just kind of, like, still collecting monsters and doing stuff just for the sake of collecting monsters and doing stuff. And so you can, yeah. like, play online against people and stuff like that, so... that That's where the game got very grindy as well, because in order to get the monsters, you had to make, go through runs and get eggs, and then just keep hatching eggs over and over and over again, um, in order to, like, get the right one with the right stats that you want, and so, like... It, it just got... and. It's not a good game. I, I don't like these games. I'm not going back to it. I like Monster Hunter, but this... I do not know why I beat this game. I do not. <laughs> if you really oh, want to try it, John, I got it. You can play it.
0: Of uh, all the games you haven't beaten...
1: Yeah, that's that's what blows my mind. There's so many great games that i have starting to have them be Fire Emblem Engage. I hate the story, but dear God, the gameplay is so good. Um, Ender Lilies. I was just talking about Ender Lilies. I beat freaking Monster Hunter Stories. tears of the kingdom tears of the kingdom god (laughs) dang it what is wrong with me john there's what is wrong with me
0: nothing you're good Ugh, you're doing great
1: who hurt me john
0: (laughs) um epic mickey they're they're remaking that epic mickey game from the wii
1: that's weird was that good did you play that
0: i didn't play it no i don't care about mickey
1: i mean it looks interesting i never actually watched gameplay of it but it looks interesting
0: it does have a neat art style, sure.
1: It's kind of got a little like exploration and puzzle solving and you know, making the ground and
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know.
1: know. I have watched some video maybe. I I don't know. Okay. I've never played this game.
0: Okay. Yeah. Hey, if you want to most, buy it, I support you.
1: Most likely won't.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna. I don't care. <laughs>
1: most likely won't. But I'm intrigued by it. When
0: I was when I was watching the trailer for this, I was like, you know, maybe like Ripley likes Mickey. Maybe she'd like this one. But if I were going to get Ripley a Disney game, I think there are other ones she would like more, like that Illusion Island game that came out last year.
1: Yeah, probably Illusion Island. Yeah.
0: But anyway, um, Shin Megami Tensei Five is getting a re-release called Shin Megami Tensei Five Vengeance. It's due out on June the twenty-first.
1: Explain this, because. Prior to recording, you told me about this, and I thought this was like, not necessarily like a kind of like a, like um, uh, the Torna game. Um,
0: mm-hmm. I thought yeah, it was yeah. something
1: like that kind of premise, but I was wrong. So, explain what this is for those who haven't played this game.
0: So, for context, uh, Shin Megami Tensei four came out on the 3DS. Really good game, huge thumbs up. Really, really love that game. A couple years after they released it. Um, they released a version, a new game called Shin Megami Tensei 4 Apocalypse. And there's some confusion around that one as well, if it was like the same game with added content, but it was effectively a new game within the same setting that ran parallel to Shin Tensei 4. Uh Megami Tensei 5 uh, Vengeance is not that. It's more like the royal version to... Persona Five, or the there's, Reload
1: version of Persona Three, because that's what they call yeah. that one.
0: Yeah, so there's um, uh, extra content that runs throughout the main game, and then like a, an extra story chapter, presumably toward the end. um, I mean it, it looks uh it looks really good. Like Shimagami Tensei Five is a really great game. It's a top five RPG for the Switch for me. But I'm not so sure that I would drop another 60 bucks to play the same game again, especially since Atlas games go on sale fairly regularly. If it's a game, like if I want to see the extra content, and uh, and I would play through the game again, it'd be really, really fun. I'd wait for a discount.
1: See, I haven't played this one, so this one is on my list of games to play. I've, I've been wanting to. Um, it's real good. So now that this is coming out, I'm simply just going to wait for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do find this really weird, because they have to be doing something with this one um to make it worth it because shimikami tensei 5 is a switch game yeah and they're already doing a, a reload uh a, a, a royale edition on the same system yeah I, I, I could see that for a five definitely <laughs> for Persona three but for a game that we it's on the same system like yeah we, what are you doing like it, it doesn't make any sense like this isn't an old game that is like hey we get remastered in more content like this
0: which is why when they showed it, uh, I immediately thought of, uh, oh, okay, this is SMT4 Apocalypse. This is a game that runs along the same storyline as SMT5, except uh, you're playing as different characters, maybe going through different zones. It's like it's a n- new game within the same uh, universe and same narrative as the original. And no, that's that's not the case. It is kind of a weird thing. Um, and SMT five did sell a million, so maybe Atlas sees this and was like, "Okay, well, we can like do some extra content and maybe push some more units and get more out of this." I don't know.
1: I I'm excited to get to Persona Three Reload. I haven't played that one before. Yeah, that'll um, be a good one. But it's that's, on my list. I wanna.
0: That's going to be my my game for next year that I do like the year long playthrough. Because mm-hmm. um, I think like by like uh, November December. Probably be able to get it up on a, a pretty good discount.
1: Is it on the Switch? I thought it was only.
0: No, no, no. It's. A, I'm going to get it on PS4. Oh okay. I think that there was like some speculation that end up on Switch. I think if that's going to be on a Nintendo system, it'd be on a successor system.
1: Yeah. So I'm I'm probably just going to grab for my five even.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and that's that's like the the weird thing. Uh, like th- this has been a weird generation for games, you know, on on the Jigglypuff and the Pikachu, um, because. Uh, Sony just a few days ago, I think they like had like an investor briefing or something where they pretty much uh, said that they're not going to have any first party releases for the remainder of for, for like the fiscal year until like March of next year they're not having any major first party releases. Uh, that's not to say they don't have a good lineup. There's a bunch of really great things coming out on the PS5. Uh, We've just got the Persona 3, the Final Fantasy 7 uh, rebirth. Um, there's a, a game from Bandai Namco called Sandland that looks really, really good. Like there's a bunch of really cool things. Um, but no major first party releases from Sony for like a year. Mm-hmm. And the uh, a lot of the things coming out to PS5 are still coming out on PS4, like the Persona 3 remake like Sandland. I think like the only games that I can think of, that I wanna play on a PS five or that are PS five exclusive are the next or the Final Fantasy seven rebirth. And I don't know, maybe someday I want to try Final Fantasy sixteen, but I'm not in a hurry. No,
1: no. No you don't.
0: <laughs>
1: no you don't. I have it. I will lend it to you when you get a PS five.
0: Yeah, I've I have your copy what? of uh Final Fantasy Seven remake.
1: Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do.
0: Which is really good. I played through it twice. Um but the um I I don't, I don't know. Like it, we might be in a situation where, if a PlayStation Six is backwards compatible with a PS Five, I don't know if I would bother with a Five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I just there's, skip a generation.
1: You might as well if it's backwards compatible to a Five. There's no reason to. If a PS Six came out, if you if you wait that long.
0: Uh, you know, I still have, um, and a lot of it will also depend on pricing. If like a, if a Five I can get you know, for significantly less than it goes through now, then maybe just go through a five and stay a generation behind. But I still have a stack of PS4 games that I want to get through. And a lot of the new stuff is still coming to PS4. Um, yeah, so it's, it's like,
1: like there, there's only so- certain games you're just like... Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: There's so. like the the Star Ocean games. Uh, there's a few on PS4 that I want to get through this year because I'm playing through that series. Um and there's like there's a bunch of resident evil stuff like resident evil village the resident evil 4 remake i can still get on ps4 so i didn't know that yeah but it's it's a weird generation because we're still you know we're we're what three years into the generation with uh microsoft and sony's new consoles and microsoft has to keep on saying like no we're not going third party we're gonna keep making xboxes and sony's like yeah we're not gonna make games for a year. (laughs) <laughs> um yeah I, I, and there's another thing where we're kind of veering away from the Nintendo Dragon we'll get back on course hang on a second um there's another <laughs> thing like someone from Sony said that like the PS5 is nearing the end of its life cycle like what are you talking about is this like a hint at like a, a pro console coming at some point or they really think that three years into the life cycle of this console that they're done with it because that would be insane
1: yeah that'd be absolutely nuts
0: yeah, console life cycles are supposed to be getting longer, not shorter.
1: Yeah, that'd be absolutely insane if they're just like, nope, let's PS Six, let's go. Like,
0: it. it's like, especially like at the first two years of the PS Five, you couldn't get one. Mm-hmm. Like, they're they're just now like available for people to buy if they want one, and they're they're like, no, we're not gonna do this anymore. Like, what what are you talking about? No, there there has to be, like somebody misspoke or it got misreported or they're hinting at like a console revision rather than a new console
1: i can see a ps5 pro coming out i mean they did the ps5 slims they came out with those mm. um which yeah i'm sad and then i Sony... don't have that because the ps5 is gigantic it takes up so much of my <laughs> thing's huge
0: and Sony is much more amenable to those sort of like mid-generation console refreshes than like Nintendo Nintendo's only done it once with like the new 3DS otherwise they're like no this is the console and this is what it is for the life cycle um but yeah SMT5 really great game
1: yeah I'm excited to play it I mean the, I'm definitely grabbing this version whenever it comes out um because I been June to play this. 21st June 21st all right
0: uh, the Star Wars Battlefront Collection is coming to Switch on March 14th. I never cared about those cares. games. to uh-huh. Moving on. Uh, South Park Snow Day. I feel like this game comes up all the time, but I'm not any more interested in it now than I was before.
1: I'll play it at some point, but yeah, okay. I'm not like, rushing to it or anything like that. It looks interesting. It's they keep like changing how the game is because the first um, South Park was just a straight up. Um turn taking RPG and the other one was also a turn taking RPG so if you had grids and positioning that you can do a little bit and this just looks like a straight up action RPG with hack and slash and crap yep so it's cool that they they do that
0: <laughs> um there's a sword art online game at some point this year as well as Gundam Breaker four. I don't care do you care?
1: Go look at Gundam Breaker, but okay, because I'm a big Gundam fan. But Damn. um, oh, this is, the next one's nonsense. Dear God,
0: the new Monkey Ball. Oh, I knew it was gonna
1: come eventually. Monkey
0: Ball Banana Rumble out on June the 25th.
1: I don't know why. I just hate these games. I played <laughs> them once when I was younger, but for some reason, I have just a random, unreasonable hatred to this game.
0: Now, we're a pro Monkey Ball podcast. <laughs>
1: I need a all right, well I guess this is my last show with you guys.
0: <laughs> no, I'm not buying this game. I don't care about monkey ball. I think like uh monkey ball is probably very, very fun to the people who like it. I'm uh, I, I can't bring myself to care about it.
1: The next game though blew my mind.
0: Oh, World of Girt World of Goo too?
1: <laughs> yeah, World of Girt.
0: World <laughs> <laughs> world of gurt.
1: I never thought we would ever see a world of goo too. Like this is bizarre to me that they, yeah, why not? Let's just do this. This is an old Wii game. Let's do a sequel. Like,
0: well, this is one that, um, it was actually announced a few months ago that tomorrow corporation was doing another one, but I don't think we had seen much of it to this point. And it would have been cool if like, it actually was announced, announced. And I guess to some people like you included, this was like the official announcement because there wasn't a whole lot of like fanfare or information about it before. But yeah, uh, out on May 23rd, we're like two months, sorry, three months away from this game coming out.
1: This is absolutely nuts that they just did another world of goo. I, I yeah. played a little bit of this. You played a lot of it. You got through the game, right?
0: Yeah, I finished it. And yeah. there's like some some points where it was really, really tough. Because mm-hmm. you do have to like think about uh, the, the actual construction, like making things that are stable and It looks like they're adding a lot of things, like different types of of goo—the goo that'll like stick together differently from just like the the, the rigid structures that you're building. Mm-hmm. It looks really good.
1: You care about fantasy life? I
0: no, not really. Um, uh, out yeah. October tenth. This is like the the game that uh, when the the direct started, they were like, we're gonna talk about things coming out like the first half of twenty twenty three and all or sorry, twenty twenty four, and here's this thing for October. So they kind of like reach past like into this into the second half with this game. But you know, whatever. Um I played the first fantasy life back on three DS. It's okay. But I didn't really get super into it.
1: This this next game I went on a bit of a roller coaster with.
0: Oh, this this sixth game I like had marked on like this is Wes's game right here. I
1: I, I was whole. I, I, I was like this looks really dumb, and then they're like this Souls Like game. I was like this is not a Souls Like game. I started watching it. I was like this really isn't a Souls Like game, but it is <laughs> growing on me. Like as the trailer progressed, like I felt like we grew, the the game and I as as our relationship, our bond.
0: Yeah, there are like highs and lows. That... Trailer.
1: Yeah, like we, we saw some tough times, this trailer and I. <laughs> we saw some good, and we looked went back st- at the end of it, and we're like, you know what? This, this trailer is worth the journey.
0: You went through some things together.
1: Yeah, I felt some things. Um,
0: and One Crab's Treasure is out on April 25th, two yeah, months away.
1: Yeah, I'm probably getting this game. I, nice. <laughs> this, 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 Hell this yeah. Looks, this looks so... <laughs> The second they said this Souls-like game, I'm like, people are throwing around that term way too loosely, mm. <laughs> and I, st- I do think they're throwing it around too loosely for this because no, it's not. <laughs> but I mean,
0: I think that the term <laughs> Souls-like now just means it's an action game where you have to dodge or parry in yeah. correct timing. Yeah, which is is like a really broad uh a like gameplay mechanic to like get so narrowed down as like no it's a souls like
1: they, they made it really broad it just uh... yeah it's like
0: any any game where you jump is now a mario like
1: <laughs> any game with an extensive map that you have to go back and forth with that's 2d is a Metrovania
0: <laughs> i mean I, I do like i do like maps that's <laughs> well documented
1: all right, so this game, you are a crab, and yeah. you're going through different shells, and the different shells give you different powers and defenses, and different which is things. such a it's a,
0: such a funny way of like bestowing power. Like you're you're a crab whose shell got stolen, and then if you like uh, uh, put on a thimble, you do different things.
1: It, it's hack and slash and dodging around and. I don't know. It looks so goofy and stupid. I'm on board. I, it, it gets a little prong fork, just two prong fork. He's all excited. He's like, "Let's go stab somebody!" I'm like, "You got it, buddy. Let's go get him."
0: Yeah, you really want to lead that crab to victory.
1: Yeah, I'm rooting for him.
0: I'm looking you- for the. I'm looking forward to the SpongeBob DLC.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, I think I think this is like a cool game.
1: Yeah, this is great. I mean, I, I'm excited for this one. That's on the list.
0: Um, that Suica game is getting some dlc well got some dlc yesterday dropped uh, right after the direct um th- this is like uh, a game uh, a puzzle matching game where you drop fruit like i've heard a, a lot about this game on other nintendo podcasts and none of us really got into it but there are a lot of people that really got into this little puzzle game um and it's like three bucks i might check it out someday
1: oh this penny's big breakaway thing
0: Oh, I did skip Penny's big breakaway. Good point. Okay. No. I was confused there. <laughs> um, Penny's big breakaway is another one that released right after the direct, and that's one that uh, I will hopefully be picking up maybe over the weekend and starting because it reminds me of iNinja. Ninja.
1: Oh, that's a very good point. It does kind of have ininja Ninja like,
0: with like oh. uh, how how the the ninja will like uses uh, the his kunai to like fling around. Uh, especially like when you're doing like half pipes and stuff, in I Ninja like you're doing wall runs and stuff.
1: I am not gonna lie to you. You may have just sold me that game by that right there. This, I mean, this I Ninja. I me Ninja. I'm like, oh my god, you're
0: right. It's an all time classic.
1: It's, oh god, just, whoever's listening, just give us I Ninja
0: again. I don't. <laughs> I think that was published by Namco. I'm not sure who developed though.
1: Oh gosh, that that game was so good. I wish I still had a way to play it. I don't know what happened to my copy.
0: Hmm. Do you have it on PS2?
1: I think i had it on ps2 yeah yeah i had it. i definitely had it on ps2 i i just don't know what cop- happened to my copy if i could find mm-hmm. that i would dust off a of ps2 and play through that game again. <laughs> it was so good um uh, but yeah this definitely does give me Identia vibes and with the way that you're just moving around and it looks like a lot of these bosses have different ways that you beat them and different mechanics to them oh mm-hmm. yeah okay okay You you may have just sold me this game
0: i think it's pretty good John, um, you should sell games for a living. Uh, <laughs> it was like, hey, like, well, only to really specific people. Because, like, hey, do you remember I Ninja? Like, no, nobody besides us remembers <laughs> I Ninja. was <laughs> so um, furious. <laughs> That Pepper Grinder game got a release date, March 28th, and there's a demo for that one as well. I have not tried the demo yet, but I have it downloaded, so I'll be able to report back on that one maybe over the mini-show. Yeah, but this they, game like, looked
1: interesting, but I wasn't playing on it, but since there's a demo, I'll try the demo at least.
0: Yeah, there, there's like a, a cluster of games here that are like releasing like from the end of February, like Shadow Dropping at this direct, until like the end of March. It's getting to be like a really packed time. Um, because Park Pocket Card Jockey.
1: What the frack?
0: I know, right? What? <laughs>
1: pocket on pocket earth? Card
0: Jockey. They remade Pocket Card Jockey and released it uh, right after this direct.
1: What is happening here that we get Pocket? Why didn't I review this way back in the day? Oh yeah, you talked about this game. Yeah, we talked about we. I think I when we had like the actual website and put actual typed up reviews on the website. I think I did this game because I lost a bet or something.
0: (laughs) But you liked it. Yeah, but I did. Like, I got to a certain
1: point. I was like, all right, I'm way too bored of this game to continue this. But (laughs) it actually wasn't bad. But still, what an obscure game just to bring over. Like, yeah,
0: it's a weird one.
1: What? This was a um, a 3ds game, right?
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a 3ds eShop download only game Like, why? from from Game Freak, famous for making Pokemon games. Made a game where you're using, uh, you're playing solitaire to race horses uh, in order to um, like revive your soul or something. You're you like you died, you passed away. Oh, I remember that part. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's what? Yeah, this game is fucking wild.
1: It, yeah. That, so bizarre, it kind of makes me think of um just the feel um of uh like golf story we are just like mm, what what mm-hmm. is happening here? why is this really good? And yeah. it's just a weird premise to do something yeah it, it it kind of reminds it has the kind of same kind of feels like a golf story kind of thing you're like, why am I doing this okay why not i I'm, I'm investing in this story ghost sure, like <laughs> why does
0: everyone say I suck at golf when I keep beating them <laughs> uh um after pocket card jockey which does not have a demo i guess it doesn't need one because they released it they did that sizzle reel where they just showed a bunch of things uh, i did not write everything down I just wrote down a couple things that xbox game pentiment which got really rave reviews when it came out i think in late 2022 um is is out today uh a time of recording february 22nd that game got released it is kind of funny that um, like Grounded got to be like the the headliner for this direct, but a game that arguably like got better critical response, Pentiment, is kind of shoved into this sizzle reel. But I don't know, whatever. Maybe nobody actually cares about Pentiment. Um, and then the other one that I wrote down from the sizzle reel was Contra yep. Operation Galuga, yep. which uh, is got a release date for March twelfth. I'm pretty pumped. There is a physical release coming from Limited Run Games, but that's not till like September, October. So I'm just going to download this one. There's also a demo. Uh, I have not played through the entire thing, but I played through a little bit of it, a bit of the first level. And it feels a lot like Contra 4, which is the other Contra that WayForward did way back on the original DS. So it does a lot of the things that uh contra 4 does where you know uh like in most contra games you have two weapons and you pick up your your upgrades you and get like your machine gun your spread shot your flamethrower uh your your homing missile etc all like the the usual suspects from contra are in there but you can actually if you have a flamethrower and a you get another drop that's a flamethrower Rather than like stick it in your other slot, you can actually stack them and have a better flamethrower in one slot, and then save your other slot for you know another different weapon. That was pretty so, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's something that uh, 4 did in Contra Four. There are a couple of things that are different about this one. Uh, you kind of have free aim as you're running. So when you compare it to something like Contra Three, Contra Four, you're only uh, able to shoot in front of you. Or like diagonally, like uh, in front and above or in front and below you. Um, whereas there's, there's a little bit more nuance to the angle you can shoot in this game. Um, and it, it takes a little bit getting used to because I'm just so used to like uh, holding the, the shoot button and running forward and counter rather than having like this more uh, free aiming. Uh, you do, of course, also have your your ability to just stop and shoot and aim in any direction you want. I can't remember if I, I don't think there's a look cool button, but I have to <laughs> mess around to see if you can just, like hold each of your guns in different directions. Just that, look that, awesome for a second.
1: That'd be a bad game design if there's no look cool button. Y- yeah, you need to have it. I mean, those uh, games would be better with just have a look cool button.
0: Mm, there, there is a double jump, which has not been in a Contra game that I can think of uh and also there's a dash which i'm not sure what advantage that is going to have yet however uh in the demo there's like a a story mode and arcane arcade arcade mode and i just went with like the the story mode to start with um and like there's a cheesy little cutscene with like cheesy little bro comments uh they did a good job of just uh making something that would be like in, in a schwarzenegger action movie um but then uh you get to like pick a passive skill that will change depending on what character you take as your lead character. The guy I was playing, I was playing as Bill and the passives I could pick from one was like he didn't lose his power up when he died so you could keep your keep your gun and the other one um It did have something to do with a dash like negated damage when you're in your dash or like did some melee damage when you're doing your dash i don't quite remember uh so i'll have to play through again and get the facts straight but then also like you can pick like a couple of different modes you can pick like a mode where you actually have like a health bar you die in three hits or you can do like a one hit you're dead mode so Uh, It looks like they're going to do a pretty good job with this game. Um, I'm much more optimistic about this one than I was about Rogue Core, which was a very disappointing game. Hmm. But it it seems like I I won't be as disappointed in this one. And then to close out the show, they showed a bunch of games from Rare that they are putting on the Switch Online. They actually uh, released those the day of.
1: Any of those good to you? Because I don't care about any of them.
0: No, not really. No. I don't particularly care. I think like uh, I might fire up Battletoads cuz I have the Super Nintendo. Mm. Um wanted to see if that one might be a fun one to play in some co-op, but I'm not so sure cuz what I have played of Battletoads games before, they're not great. And like the N64 one that a lot of people got excited about, Blast Corps, Blast Core. Um that's one that we I played for the Retro Show a few years ago. And it was one that's—it's an interesting idea for the N sixty four, but I wasn't super impressed by it. Playing it, you know, twenty one years after it released, I have no nostalgia for Blast Corps, so I didn't particularly care for yeah. it. I
1: don't care about any of these. Nor do I care about the last game.
0: Oh no, not Endless Ocean.
1: Oh, I, I don't care.
0: Uh, another one like this was like the the direct to bring back old Wii stuff like yeah epic mickey and a remake of epic mickey and a new endless ocean like this was the one like it was a partner direct but endless ocean is a nintendo franchise published by nintendo uh out may 2nd um kind of a, a a weird choice to close out the show this underwater exploration game, but all this, right, this, I guess.
1: This really slow pace exploration game that's not going to make anybody excited. and just yeah, I'm. Put me asleep not to sleep it. at the very end of the video. Like,
0: yeah, <laughs> God, what? A, what? What so... a weird, a weird year. Ugh. Because like, it, it's also the year that they brought back another code, like that released back in January.
1: I, I... What is happening? I Pocket Card. What is happening right now? I don't. <laughs> what is happening? I'm. 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 I give up on this world. Let's let's dip out. Let's hit the restart. They plan.
0: remade and released another Code R, a Wii game that never released in North America. Oh, uh, you know. you know what they did? They did. uh, last year they, uh, uh Tecmo remade and re-released, uh. Fatal Frame 4, a Wii game that never came out in North America. <laughs>
1: what is happening? I don't, And we still don't have Path of Radiance or Radiant on.
0: Or, uh, or Wind Waker and Twilight Princess. Wind
1: Waker and Twilight.
0: Like, we need we, Twilight Princess on every Nintendo system going forward. They, they can't break the pattern. It has to happen. We have, have
1: endless ocean, though, to comfort <laughs> us through this difficult time. <laughs> oh, God. <clears throat>
0: I don't know. It's, it's a game where, like, uh, if if I could find it for 20 bucks and the kids would get into it, I'd be like, yeah, okay, we'll give it a shot. But I don't think I would get much mileage out of Endless Ocean.
1: Oh, if, if I ever had difficulty sleeping, I could play this for 20 minutes. And...
0: Mm. Yeah. Oh, look, it's know. a
1: shark. Yay.
0: Strange way to end the show, but I'm sure someone's happy about it, in which case, you know, good for them.
1: Yeah. And good um, um, luck like being boring.
0: Uh, <laughs> and I, and the, there's like this direct overall. There are a bunch of things that I'm interested in, like uh, Ender Magnolia, Unicorn Overlord, SMT Five, World of Goo, Penny'sburg Breakaway, Pepper Grinder, park, Pocket Card Jockey. I'll try at some point. Yeah,
1: they got Contra, the, the Crab, another another Crab's Treasure.
0: Yeah, but you know, no, nothing like no real big headliner. And not a whole lot that we didn't already know about. Like, a lot of these games that I mentioned, Unicorn Overlord, um, World of Goo, Penny's Brick Breakaway, Pepper Grinder, we already knew about. Hmm. So, no uh, no big headliner. No, like, super surprising reveal. I mean, I guess maybe SMT5 Vengeance was a bit of a surprise, but it's extra content for a game I already have.
1: I don't have it, so I'm excited about this. Okay. So, I mean, I, yeah, I, I've been wanting to play it. I, uh,
0: yeah. It sounds like you're a little bit more positive on this, Derek, than I am, outside of no, Endless Ocean. No, no I, <laughs>
1: I mean, I don't think it should be a thing, SMG5 Vengeance. I think this is dumb and bit mean. of a cash grab? Yeah, mean to the fans of the series. Because, like, hey, you know, you just spent 60 bucks, and you have to spend it again in order to just play it again with more stuff like that's if they release this as a dlc add-on kind of thing Mm -hmm. i can understand that but like a full release of a of the same game with new stuff in it on this that that came out on the same console like this is i I don't want to reward it but at the same time i do want to play this game so (laughs) atlas does have
0: a Alice does have a tendency to do this sort of thing where they'll release a better version a little ways down the road. And, you know, people who really like their games, or they really like things like Persona, would be like, sure, yeah, I'll buy it again. That's cool. Um, but, you know, maybe, like you're saying, like maybe they should not do that sort of thing. Maybe they should, like, hey, we made extra content for this game, like, like Monolith Soft does. Like, hey, here's Torn of the Golden Country. You could just buy it separately if you want. Or it's uh, extra content for the game that already exists.
1: Exactly. Just release it as DLC. Don't, don't do this dick move and be like, hey, now you gotta rebuy your game again to get the other new stuff we had. That's, that's, that's not cool. I, if it was Persona 5 uh, Royale or Persona 3 Reload, that makes sense. They're old games on older consoles and they remaster them, they clean them up a little bit, and they improve the quality of life improvement to the actual games. That makes sense. But the game that was. but the same, Doing it to a game that came out on the same system as a brand new game? You're like, no. Like, that's just a dick move.
0: Well, they did. Didn't they do Persona 5 Royal? Like, and Persona 5 Vanilla? Aren't they both available on PS4?
1: Uh. Oh, that's a good point. Uh. You may got me there. You may got me well, it was,
0: see, but like they, they've done that sort of thing with Persona since like that series started coming to North America. Like Persona 3, way back on PS2, got like an enhanced edition. I'm not exactly sure what was all that different about it, but you had Persona 3, like the launch version, and then Persona 3 Fez, which yeah. came out a little bit later. See, I um, didn't know.
1: I only got into these games from Persona 5 or Royale on Switch.
0: I mean, oh. I didn't play Persona 3 until after I played Shimagami Tensei 4. So I'm not like super, super familiar with like the Persona series.
1: If it, if it, if there is a console separation, at mm. least one, at least I'll give you one <laughs> console separation. I'll be kind. <laughs> then fine, go for it. I will support this decision. But to do it on the same freaking console like that is to, ugh, that, yeah, that's dirty. Feels, feels
0: a little, feels a little gross. That's feels a, little gross. a little gross.
1: But I'm gonna reward it because I haven't played it at all yet. So it's new to you. Yeah, it's new to me.
0: Um, anything else about this direct that we need to address?
1: Nope nope I'm ready to get some crabs oh yeah, ready to get crabs
0: um. We've been going for a little while here, so let's just keep things moving. There's there's one other new game announcement for the month that I thought was worth mentioning. East Nine Nordics was announced for Switch. It's coming fall of this year, and East is an RPG series, an action RPG series that we've now seen. This will be the third entry on Switch. That's that Uh, Y game, right? It's just
1: like Y with an S. (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
0: and it's pronounced East, and it's a long running like action RPG. Uh, series from like got way back on like the, the the original Famicom in Japan. I don't think it's released in North America on the NES, but I might be wrong about that. But uh, it's cool that these are like coming to Nintendo systems. Um, and it's like a series that I've always wanted to try to get into, but anytime they would release one of these games, there's always too many other things coming out around them like uh, East 8, East 9. There are too many other things around those games where I wasn't able to get to them. I don't know. Maybe if um, the the release on the second half of the year for the Switch is a little bit slower. Maybe I'll give it a shot. We'll see.
1: What's the one coming to the Switch this year in the fall? 10. East 10. Okay, yeah, because I'm seeing 9 on here mm-hmm. um, already yeah. out and stuff. So 10's coming out. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah uh let's move over to some new releases out february 2024 um a lot of things we already mentioned on the previous show not a whole lot changed around there's a game that released on february the 6th called elisa and our buddy kevin in the discord group recommended this one i haven't tried it yet but i stuck it on the wish list because it's like a old school resident evil style survival horror it looks really interesting and I'm hoping to be able to get to that at some point, but you know there's a lot of things coming out so might not be anytime soon and of course the the Tomb Raider remaster was out the 14th Maid of the Dead, Game of the Year material was out on the 15th Um, Mario vs. Donkey Kong out on the 16th and I'm almost done with that one Um, I've been playing through a lot of it with the kids they kind of tapped out uh, after the first, like, uh, we, we got through about, like, 50% of the game all in co-op. And then they really kind of seemed to, to lose interest. Um, and, yeah, it's it's okay. I don't think there's anything, you know, to to write home about. Ooh, but push rushing
1: to the store now, John.
0: <laughs> but, uh, it's a lot like iNinja. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm
1: kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Say no more. <laughs>
0: so uh, we've we've all played the original donkey kong for the arcade here um it's a continuation of that sort of style of game there was also a donkey kong game on the game boy and i think we might have talked about it way back on a retro show it's called donkey kong 94 where like at the start of the game on the Game Boy, you played through like the four core levels of the original arcade Donkey Kong that they remade for the Game Boy. And then the game opens up and turns into like this, this puzzle platformer kind of thing, where it takes things from the original Donkey Kong, which is basic mechanics of climbing up a ladder, jumping over barrels, grabbing a hammer to smash through things, and kind of expands those mechanics out to these more like puzzle style levels. And Mario versus Donkey Kong, Continues that sort of evolution. It gives you a few more mechanics and a few more little side objectives, like a little collectibles in every level. But essentially, um, is just a continuation of the evolution of the original arcade Donkey Kong, which is interesting. It's cool that they tried to keep this sort of style of gameplay going after you know Mario turned into what Mario currently is, which is uh, a side-scrolling uh, running platformer. Uh, less puzzly than you might think of, like the original Donkey Kong as being. Um, with with that said, like they they do some fun things. Um, this is these are all like very brisk, very brief levels. You could run through the entire game, in like maybe four or five hours. It is really brisk. If you're trying to collect everything, you might get a few more minutes out of it. Um, I'm nearing the end, and I think I probably put like five hours into it total so far. They did add more content from the original version for the Game Boy Advance, so it's cool that they did that. Um, and then like, some of like, the later level stuff, I'm like in uh, the, the eighth world area, uh, which is one of the new ones that they added in. Like It gets fairly complex, but there are things about the game, like the... The, the way that your like Mario moves, it's like a little bit slower than I'm used to Mario moving. So sort of like uh, the, the reflex jumping that you have to do is a little bit off from what I'm used to Mario being able to do. Um, there, there are some like mechanics that will get you like slightly higher jumps that they don't really make great use of throughout the entire game there's there a couple of times like hey here's a thing you can do and they just kind of like forget that you're able to do that but you know overall like what i played with the kids we had a good time with it and i'm having a good enough time with it to finish it off but you know if, if i like beat the final boss get credits and they're like and now here's eight more levels that you can do I'm kind of le- I'm kind of leaning towards like nah, I don't have to do that I finished the game. this is fine
1: <laughs> good enough close enough
0: yep um and then I pull up my notes here again real quick um oh bandle tail was out on the 21st that, that game looks pretty cool.
1: yeah I, it's it's yeah it's a game I want to play because I play a lot of league of legends and stuff and some and everything I play by them has been good. Yeah. Um, yeah, they seem so to be doing a, a good w- job with all their... I would like to work my way through all their standalone ones. The Legend of Nunu, the one for Silas, the one for Echo. I would like to play through these games. Um, but I haven't yet, because Baldur's Gate is a thing. <laughs> mm.
0: The Splatoon Side Order DLC came out today at time of recording on the 22nd. It's uh, a really interesting, like, l- uh, take on the splatoon formula where it's less about like um running and gunning or kind of like doing like uh, a platform like you do the single player and more about uh shooting and actually using like the the, the paint splattering to sort of color the, the the area that you're in um it looks kind of cool and I, I would like to get around to it at some point but there's just too many like rpgs right now to move over to splatoon so maybe like uh when when summer rolls around if we don't have a, a whole lot of other things coming out maybe i'll move over to this side order and then Sheeran the wanderer the mystery dungeon of serpent coil island hey, i think it's the the full title
1: you got that play through all of it by now right
0: oh yeah yeah that's uh roll the credits <laughs> no. Like this is like uh like an actual like uh roguelike dungeon crawling game it's not the style of game that i get into but cool that uh, that series is coming back to north america so worth mentioning and then real quick to close it out here uh there's a few more games coming out in march aside from the ones we already mentioned we talked about unicorn overlord contra um uh, those other games that we mentioned in the direct. Uh, MLB The Show 24 is coming to switch on the 15th, so you can play some baseball. Uh, you, If, if you're going to play this game, listener, you should play as either like the Dodgers, because they're basically the fucking all-star team, if you want easy mode, um, or the Kansas City Royals. Because here's my my prediction for the baseball season. I think the Royals are going to be sneaky good. I think they're going to be a good team and that a, they got a good chance of going to the playoffs. Okay. Hot take
1: from
0: um, John. Princess Peach Showtime is out on the 22nd. They dropped a new trailer before the direct.
1: Oh, that's today. It's out already.
0: Uh, no, March 22nd. Oh, March 22nd. I was about to say yeah, that's yeah, today. Yeah.
1: It's out.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, they uh, they dropped a trailer a few days before the director where they showed new transformations there's like mermaid peach and figure skater peach and peach that looks like joker from persona 5 so they're they're really going hog with all the different costumes in this game and we're not really like they haven't actually shared information with how this game is going to work what i kind of suspect is that it will be like Here's the the zone that you're in and in this zone you're going to play as Sword fighter Peach. Um and then you'll move into another zone like okay, you now you're in this zone and in this zone you're going to play as Power Ranger Peach. They call her Mighty Peach when she's in Power Ranger mode. And it'll it'll kind of like go it'll be like level based like that rather than having all of these transformations available to you at one time. It'll be more like no 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 here here's where you are ninja peach and you will do things that a ninja does and then you will end that section and then move on which i think would be totally fine i don't know that this game will have any sort of co-op but i think that ripley will like this one so this might be one where we trade off the controller and then we already mentioned as we always do in this podcast south park snow day we can't seem to get away from that game and that is out on the 26th so I'm pumped. Are you pumped? We're gonna play Princess Peach and Contra. What a duo! I'm not playing either of those games. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. See, oh, but Wes, Contra has four-player co-op. You have no excuse this time. Oh
1: no, I'm playing. I'll play with you guys, but
0: you're not playing it by yourself. They're that's not that's,
1: getting that's, they my money.
0: That's fair enough. Um, but yeah, that'll be a month. And next up is the retro show we'll do a retro show for february even though we'll probably drop that one in march it's okay don't worry about it um
1: oh we're probably oh okay
0: yeah because i think like our next like you're
1: about to say again yeah, no more met retros after this month we're, we're gonna drop it in march we're not gonna do
0: it that, that's how we lose ryan forever i know right look <laughs> like, at not doing right sorry right
1: you weren't here to cast your vote on whether or not to keep the retro show
0: so <laughs> <laughs> we're turning the retro show into the fire emblem and xenoblade show oh such a
1: good show
0: <laughs> like he's gonna be like Uh, tortured when Path of Radiance comes up in a retro show.
1: Uh, Do we have a way to play it? You have a working Wii, right?
0: You have a working uh, GameCube. And uh, yeah, the the Wii still works, but Radiant Dawn is going to be a while before we get to that one. That's a fair point. But
1: man, Path of Radiance, you let me know. I'm coming over for that gameplay.
0: God, that must have been like... there wasn't a good way of keeping track of how much time you put into a game on the GameCube, but I must have put like 400 hours in that game. I ran through it over and over again. It oh, was so good. Ugh. But yeah.
1: But yeah, you 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 let me know when that comes up. We're we're gonna play through this game.
0: uh 2004, I think. Oh. Yeah. We're in so three. We're still, right. Yeah. Okay. There's so still so a little ways do. away.
1: Ah, right. oh, the game's so good. Nintendo, yeah. you you hear us? You listen to this podcast? You gave me Dokapon. Next is Path of Radiance and/or Radiant Dawn.
0: Yeah, that's that's going to be the big holiday game. That's got to be it. That's gotta... Well, it's, it's going to be like one of the November releases. it will have like a Fire Emblem and something else, but the Fire Emblem will be uh, a Path of Radiance and Radiant Dawn dual pack.
1: Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh man, I ninja. All right, we're calling our shot now. <laughs>
0: Um, but that's it end of podcast we're done so long